Today's program has been brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons, third-generation cure masters producing the country's best dry-cured and aged hams, bacon, and sausage. For more information, visit surreyfarms.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Episode 83 of the morning after on Heritage Radio Network. I am one of your hosts, Jen Tullick, and uh, I have the distinguished honor of actually being joined by not Miss Jessie Kiefer, who is out of town this week, but Miss Sari Kamen, uh, lovely food genius, lovely human genius. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I am really welcome. Um, Sari and I were enjoying a pizza last week at Roberta's. Yes. When we decided that this might be this might be a beautiful a beautiful union, just like our pizza was with an egg. God, it was so good. It had everything. So, as I mentioned before, our beloved Jessie Kiefer is not with us this week. She is gallivanting uh, across the Mediterranean, no doubtedly um, eating grapes out of the hand of some able-bodied manservant named Bacacos or something. She's on a wine trip. I feel so bad. I feel so terrible for her. Um, so she's gone. We miss you, Jess. We love you. We hope that your trip is fabulous and you bring us back wine. Duh. Duh. Because by the time she gets back, I will hopefully be done with this dreaded pre-wedding no alcohol time. It's a very dark period. I don't know what to say. I don't know what that would feel like. There's nothing to say. There's not... Words can't describe it. Just like a low frequency. Maybe just more like a moan. Like a... Like oh. a low... That's how I felt all week. Mm. Um, speaking of weeks, how was yours? What did you get into this week, Sari? Um, I feel like this week was really busy. It was good. I went to the Vendi Awards yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. Um, with HeritageRadioNetwork.org. And that was a lot of fun. Um, got to sample a lot of good, tasty vendor treats. Any uh, highlights? Yeah. I mean, there were so many. Um, I always give a shout out to my homies, Bon Chovy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're up at Smorgasbord today doing their, their anchovy thing. Um, and, uh, cowman guy actually took home a big award, which are great. They were, they were here too, a couple weeks ago. They serve like this really tasty, like chicken, coconut curry thing. And, um, porchetta, they were, they were slinging their pork as they do. I love to sling pork. Mm. I've never done (laughs) it. I've never done it professionally, but I have high hopes. Yeah. Oh, you seem like you would have. Well, you know, I think it's just my bangs. Oh, okay. So the event was fabulous. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I saw Mitchell Davis. He's one of the hosts here. Mm-hmm. Kitchen Sense. Taste Matters. Shout out. Um, Hala. I saw Jordana Rothman. Of course, she didn't know who I was, duh. But obviously, I was like, oh She might have just been intimidated by you. Um, I was intimidated by her because she was wearing this like one piece like yellow dress and it looked awesome and it matched her hair, which is golden. Were you wearing flowy yoga teacher pants with a fabulous paisley print? Um, that doesn't sound like me at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, for those of you who can't see Sari, she is infamous for wearing beautiful flowy pants, uh, a pair of which she just got for me as a gift. I'm very excited. And oh my God, Jenna's wearing them. I told you we'd be talking about pants today and I did not lie. Pantalones, food and pantalones. Well, speaking of the food part of that combination, I'm very excited because we have a very special guest in we studio do. with us today, Miss Amanda Cohen. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Hello, everybody. Thanks, Thanks so for much for having here. me. Girl, we're excited to have you. Love you, Amanda. I love you all. I feel like so much girl power in this room. Oh, oh yeah. There's a lot of estrogen. Can I talk about the time when I used to work with Amanda? I would love for you to talk about that. Okay, because actually we are homies 
from way back in the day. Way Tell back. me. We worked at this crazy restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Heirloom. It was on Orchard Street, um, which still exists. The, re- the street, not the restaurant. Good. In the Lower East Side, which also still exists. And it was a vegetarian restaurant. Um, and we we opened it you were like there from day one we opened it i did not close it no (laughs) i did six months later to the day it was fun it was like that thing when the owners come in and tell you the restaurant is closed effective immediately and that you have to help out by cleaning out the kitchen (laughs) and that you no longer have a job that's probably the best day ever did you get to drink the booze I mean, I had dr- I had drank all the booze already. That's, that's probably that's like why the they closed. Upside of that, I've done that three times now in New York. Yeah, and one was a closing that was a real estate issue. It wasn't about business. It wasn't about you know moving on to other projects. And so the owner was so pissed off that he had lost this fight with the building that he was like, "Not only are we going to drink all the booze, but we're going to destroy this place." Yeah. So we went through and smashed all the lighting fixtures with mops. We were like uh, swigging champagne by the bottle. Yeah, the owners were pissed though because they were like these Irish guys yeah, who had invested in a vegetarian restaurant and they like weren't really into the concept. Not at all. They yeah. and every day they would come in and have lunch there, but they would bring their own sort of like beef patties. Yeah, I don't think that they realized they weren't going to be able to eat meat <laughs> they at this vegetarian their restaurant. Own meat. They brought their own. <laughs> That's just a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and what happened to the chef? Kenny. Chef Kenny, I don't know. I haven't heard. I think from he him. fled the country. I hope so, because he owes probably still a lot of people money. He's quite the character. He's What's off f- eating meat somewhere. Yeah. I have, maybe. Maybe he's gotten really fat. I don't know. He was really skinny. He was super skinny. And crazy. Well, yeah. here's hoping. <laughs> well, speaking of restaurant horror stories, um, it's, it's just about that time to uh, to revisit my favorite segment and yours, the time of the day when we visit uh, horror stories from days gone by in the restaurant world. It's time for Front of House. Mm-hmm. It's your favorite story. It's Front of House. It's a Front of House. Now, uh, as usual, uh, we would like to invite a special guest into studio to to read this week's featured story, written by our own Sari Kamen. I'm sorry, did you want to remain anonymous? I hope that I didn't just blow your cover. Oh, no, that's just my stage name. Okay, good. It's a pseudonym. I thought it might be. Um, so we've invited the dame Joan Plowright, the Baroness Olivier, into studio to uh, to read this tale of woe for us. Now, Dedrick, do we have any of that classical music floating around back there? Uh, Yeah, I don't, but I gotta give, if, you gotta, if you give me a second, I I'm going to give you up. a second. Cool. I'm going to talk about something else. You let me know when that's there. Cause I just want to say that I'm really loving the dame's pants today. Thank you so much. She's really she's always a smart dresser. Usually yeah, she's sharp. Usually it's a salmon-colored Ann Taylor pantsuit with some sort of silk scarf. But um, what? right now, I think that we're going with sort of like a female tuxedo situation. Um. Yeah, any uh, any Wagner back there? We have any Tristan Nizold? She just loves Wagner. Now I have my my own uh, kind of intense opinions on that. I'm more of a Shostakovich girl myself. I've heard Wagner was kind of an intense guy. An intense guy S- sort of had some intense beliefs about some intense things. Yeah. Uh huh. So we don't. Uh, you know, he was like one that. of Hitler's oh, favorites. Speaking of which, let me go grab the dame because here's her music. Ah, so lovely. Are you ready? She said, "Yeah." The night started as most of them do, with a penis cake. The poor server stopped across the dining room, trying desperately to balance the gigantic, felicious confection in her arms. The cake was heavy, 
This was no delicate dong she was holding. This was a dark chocolate feat of epic baking proportions. The cock, complete with frosting and, pardon me, pubises, pointing vertically from its cake bed, was adjoined by two sweet balls of chocolate. Needless to say, it was garnering quite a lot of attention. Diners everywhere were choking on their Kobe sliders, spitting out their skinny girl margaritas as she passed by their tables, determined not to drop that decadent dong. Up she went, up the narrow staircase, trembling as she placed the narrow cake down in front of the lady of the hour. The girl shrieked and demanded more cock. Tails. The bachelorette, who was surely celebrating her final days of virginity, leaned over the giant Johnson to blow out the candles, extinguishing the flame of her days as a mateless Mary. It was then the poor server saw something that made her eyes practically bleed from their orifices. From her vantage point on the balcony level, she noticed the diners were once again gazing in her direction, but no longer was it the cake that arrested their eyeballs. It was the young lady, the almost betrothed. When she had leaned over to blow her candles, she had exposed a very delicate flesh-colored G-string, which may have confused some of the diners below into thinking they were getting a view of an unclad derriere. Soon, one by one, every customer had their arm pointing towards the balcony, as if they were witnessing a bald eagle in the sky. But no, it was a bald bum. The server, mortified for the young bride-to-be, whispered in her ear, "'Excuse me, miss. The wall behind you is glass.' When you bend over, they can see you're behind. The gentle lady, flushed by the vision of her impending wedding, turned around to face her admirers. She saw the expressions of the diners below, and in a move so ladylike it must have been invented by the queen herself, she began to gyrate her rump and shrieked with some fervor, You like that, bitches? And indeed, the bitches did like it so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dame. Thank you, Jedrick, wow, for Dame. conjuring up that beautiful music. She's she's such a delightful gal, always with a colorful story. Oh, where did she come up with that one? I don't know. We'll have to pick her brain later. Well, she Couldn't have been the Stanton with- Social. Oh, we're naming names. Yeah, we're going to we take are. a quick break here on the morning <laughs> after, and we're going to come back with the delightful Amanda Cohen yeah. here on the morning after on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Keep it locked. Today's program has been brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards and Sons. Edwards Suriano hams are aged to perfection for no less than 400 days and hickory smoked to achieve a deep mahogany color. The Edwards name is well known for its world-class aged and cured meats. Their exclusive curing and aging recipe produces a unique flavor profile that enhances the quality characteristics of Berkshire pork. Optimum amounts of pure white fat marbling contribute to a flavor that's a delicate, perfect balance between sweet and salty. For more information, visit www.surreyfarms.com. And we are back here on the morning after on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Sari, how are you doing with those cans over there? Are you okay? 
Which cans? The cans on your ears. Oh, those cans? <laughs> <laughs> I certainly wouldn't be talking about anything else. Uh, so an amazing talent and a friend of yours here in studio today, Miss Amanda Cohen. Yeah. Michelin star, just because I, I like to draw out the M on that. Michelin star, because it's so impressive. Owner of it Dirt Candy and chef. And Dirt a candy. former Iron Chef competitor. That's true. That's true. Competitor. In fact. Competitor or computer. <laughs> computer. <laughs> computator it sounds better you're here is the point amanda and we've worked so hard to get you here because we're big fans on the show yeah and i had to take a bus and, and you had to take a shuttle so god bless you seriously yeah. that was a lot for me i almost turned back but you didn't because <laughs> you never do <laughs> ever i want to talk about vegetables with you i want to talk about vegetables so bad <laughs> so dirt candy is an entirely vegetarian menu it's true tell me about that well we're just really all about celebrating vegetables you know Dirt candy means vegetables from the earth, you know, candy from the earth. Um, I like vegetables. I don't like meat. I'm not, I have no political, environmental, health things, reason for being vegetarian. I just really, really like vegetables and I really, really don't like meat. So it's sort of a natural progression. Is that because you're Canadian? Yes, Mm -hmm. actually. Canadian and five foot two. Together, you have to like be in love with vegetables it's weird me too oh my goodness <laughs> i am both those things and i do love vegetables so you're right and you might you know you want to come live with me now uh, oh whoa that, <laughs> I mean, that just i mean now we jumped down the timeline so <laughs> is hard. that an invitation well, i feel like we're twins now you we, know yeah veggie but like loving a symbiotic connection. veggie loving petites <laughs> i can see the tumbler right now there's so many gifs of tiny people loving vegetables someone google that and see if it's taken you have this amazing quote on your website that says Anyone can cook a hamburger, leave the vegetables to the professionals, which I love because I feel like, and this is sort of a curbing trend now, which is great, but in general, especially in middle, middle America, why do you think people are so intimidated by a vegetarian menu? I think they don't know what to do with it. People don't let, people weren't taught to love vegetables as kids. They were taught to be really intimidated by them. People didn't know how to cook them. You know, their parents were sort of like force fed them probably at too early an age. Kids aren't necessarily programmed to like bitter vegetables and yet we give it to them when they're really really young and you know they're more sort of naturally inclined to like carrots or you know like the sweeter peppers that kind of thing and that sticks with you when you've been force-fed vegetables and you know so they go out it's not just vegetarian restaurants but it's even hot we've had so many customers who've come in and been like i don't eat vegetables at all i'm like that's the weirdest thing i've ever heard like i think you might actually die (laughs) (laughs) how are you possibly like living um or they're like you know i hate vegetables why am i here and i'm always like no i just think you've never had a really good experience with them and so that's what we try to do with the restaurant is just you know be like hey Yes, I know you've eaten carrots before, but let me show you a different way to eat them. Or I know you've had chard, but, you know, we've done some different things and brought out different flavors that I think you might like. And a lot of restaurants right now are still sort of stuck in that. Let's just do what we've always done with vegetables. And they're not really exploring all the things you can do. Yeah, you kind of transform your vegetables. Or maybe you, I don't know if I'd say transform, but you certainly enhance your vegetables. You know, you give them like a lot of different levels of flavor and and you sort of um, construct them in a way that people don't necessarily think vegetables can look or taste like. You know, when you said carrots, I was thinking about that steamed bun that you did. And I'd never had carrots. (laughs) I mean, I, you know, I love vegetables, but it's always such an interesting experience to come into your restaurant because it's like always a surprise it's like oh i never envisioned that vegetables could taste like this or you know even the combinations of food and and different flavors that you put together are always really surprising too 
Well, it's kind of how we think of vegetables and sort of this whole new world of cooking that we do. It's the Wild West. Mm -hmm. We can do whatever we want. There are no rules. Also, America. Yeah. Yeah. That is America. And vegetables (laughs) are America. That's the thing, too. I think people think about, you know, what is American cuisine? What's new American cuisine? And what are people eating across the board in the country? And it's like, oh, well, meat and potatoes. That's American cuisine. Steak. And that's obviously not the case. And people like you are changing the face of that. And I think that's so cool because not only is it providing people who eat a strictly vegetarian diet more options, but it's giving people that don't eat a strictly vegetarian diet an avenue with which to pursue healthier eating options. Well, exactly. It's one of the reasons why we're really doing so well and we're successful at the restaurant is people's diets have changed. The world's diet has changed for the most part. We don't eat as much meat. We don't eat as much sort of like... uh, chicken or you know like lamb any of those sort of like more common proteins that people have sort of relied on for years we're not eating as much of and but what we are eating more of are vegetables and so this is a place where people can come and be like wow you know I'm not intimidated I do want to try more of this stuff like let me see what I can do here yeah I mean dirt candy is a really good place for people to go who aren't necessarily vegetarian but want to try something Um, without meat it's not like you know raw vegan it's like it's not intimidating that way it's like very flavorful very hearty food and i i think i would describe you a little bit as like a vegetable alchemist i like that and um you know i was thinking about a vegalchemist (laughs) vegalchemist vegalchemist it just doesn't sound right Mm. i'm gonna keep workshopping that go on okay um I was thinking about some of your desserts, which are really, really interesting. And I, I think you made an eggplant cotton candy. Is that right? We have an eggplant tiramisu, tiramisu. with rosemary cotton candy. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit? How do you come up with these like crazy ideas? A lot of drugs. Oh, I do a lot of drugs. Okay. Next question. <laughs> if it's from the earth, it's considered a vegetable. <laughs> Listen, party on party people. There's the candy part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, we sit there and we try to figure out something fun. And we knew we wanted to do an eggplant dessert. Um, and then why did you want to do an eggplant dessert? Like, where did that even come from? That I don't know. (laughs) I I can't tell you, (laughs) but not the tainted one. Oh, good one. No, I know that's, we don't need to go there. (laughs) So we, something happened and we were thinking, it's not all vegetables at the moment sort of work in desserts. Although I did just read about a dessert charred pie from France. I'm like, oh, I should try that. But I haven't really been thinking so much of green vegetables and desserts. And eggplant is sort of a fruit in the end. And so it has a natural tendency to be a little bit sweeter. And we knew we could sort of manipulate it enough that we could slip it into a dessert. Um, And it made sense that we would like sort of grill it and puree it. And once we had that flavor, we were trying to figure out what we could possibly sort of match it up with. And somehow eggplant tiramisu those words stuck in my head mm-hmm. so you i mean you cut your teeth on some other fine vegetable focused kitchens um i mean you were at angelica's kitchen right and other foods yes uh, so how long i'm always interested you know in talking to chef owners how long was dirt candy in the back of your mind was that from jump street yes right always oh i mean you know I, well i guess not all chefs but most chefs tend to want to own their own restaurant sure I didn't know that I wanted to own dirt candy itself. I didn't know that I wanted to own a tiny little 18-seat restaurant, that it was only going to be dedicated to vegetables. But I've always known that something like this was in the future. Well, I I am really pumped about something else that's going on in your life right now. Coming up in September, you, along with a whole boatload of other impressive female chefs, are part of a really cool event, a really cool benefit coming up. Can you tell us about that? 
Yeah, so this is the share benefit, and it's a pretty amazing organization, and it's a pretty amazing uh, event. Uh, it is for to support women who have cancer. Uh, they do a lot of great sort of on-the-ground work. If you have breast cancer, ovarian cancer, they're there for you to go, call, get lots of information. They teach a lot of workshops. Um, and this is one of their big events throughout the year where you know they raise a lot of funds for the amazing work they do. And this is an all-female chef event. All the big names in the city are there. Uh, and we sort of all cook our signature dishes. And it's really, really fun. Out of all the tasting events that I do throughout the year, this is the most fun. You can see the chefs are having fun, that people are having fun. People come back year after year. Uh, we all know each other. We all have a lot of fun. We don't get to see each other that often, so there's a lot of camaraderie in there, and it's great. And the lineup is crazy. I mean, you're there. You've got Amanda Freitag, Gabrielle Hamilton, April Bloomfield, and... Um, I mean, how many total? There's a bunch of you. I think there's like 30 female chefs, and then there's all these celebrity sous chefs who come in every year and help out, and it's great. How can we go to that? You can go to sharebenefit.org and <laughs> buy the tickets. Uh, they don't really sell tickets at the door, but you, they still have some tickets for sale, and you have to come, and you have to come and say hello to all of us. Yeah, we have to go. Oh, we're there. No question. What do you know off the top of your head, or are you allowed to tell us what you'll be serving this year? I do know, because we have to plan far in advance. Yeah, we make enough for about 600 people. So this is in my Ooh. tiny little restaurant. This is like, you know, like serious, like we're going to war. So we are making our broccoli dogs, mini broccoli dogs, mm. with some broccoli sauerkraut. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a lot of fun. Good. And it's sweet and savory, I'm assuming, as far as the lineup yeah, is concerned, exactly. right? Yeah. Oh, Lord. You will not walk away from this event hungry. <laughs> or if you are, you did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely did it yeah. wrong. Are you going to be at Lettuce Eat Local this year? I will be. And that's coming up soon as well? Yeah, that's October 2nd, I think. I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so we can go. Tell us the website again to find out about. Sharebenefit.org. Sharebenefit.org. And where do we find out more about Dirt Candy? DirtCandyNYC.com. And where do we find you? Uh, 430. I'm trying to remember. 430 <laughs> <laughs> East 9th Street in Manhattan. Oh, and you're closed on Sundays and Mondays. Closed Sundays and Mondays, and we are never open for lunch or brunch. We open at 5.30. God bless you. Seriously. God bless you. Who needs it? (laughs) I don't wake up till 3 p.m. anyway. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Oh, man. So you guys, I mean, you guys go way back. We do go way back. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what year that was, and I think it was um, 2005. That makes sense. It was a long time. I was a really young pup. I was really, really young. As we've discovered, I just keep getting younger. So it's I was so like weird. I'm, I'm the age now that Amanda was when I worked for her. But she's still the same age. So now we're the same it's age. It's a medical mystery. I know. It's a miracle. It's from eating vegetables. It is. It's it is. True. I'm the Benjamin Button of the like, culinary world. Oh I just my keep God. getting younger. Oh, my God. Oh. By the time we come see you at the share event, you're, I'm going to be pushing you in a stroller. Totally. Bring some diapers. <laughs> <laughs> and some for ourselves, because okay. we're not getting any younger over here. I mean, I have I have to ask, is, do we have any shared uh, sort of front-of-house style stories from days gone by? I mean, that place was such a mess. It was crazy. There was like three different, three crazy Irish owners, and then the crazy chef, and us in the kitchen and it was sort of bizarre it was just a really bizarre I have some gossip I mean I like that I'm recalling I'm not afraid to say it okay because he was dating Sarma who's the current owner of Pure Food and Wine where you used to work Amanda I used to work I used to be the chef and then 
Um, so Kenny and Summer were dating and they were like in love and they had this like whole raw food romance and then they like put out this beautiful book about raw food and then they had this horrible breakup. It's true. And he left Pure Food and Wine to open Heirloom where Amanda was the executive chef and I was a server. Um, but they like, the Pure Food and Wine people were suing Kenny for like what? like For leaving the restaurant. No, but like for so much money. Yeah, I mean, it was a. There was a lot of lawsuits going on. There was. He was getting sued by many people, and then like Sarma showed up one night, and I think she wanted to get back together. <laughs> oh dear! But oh, he dear. was like dating his assistant, but then he'd also bring in like models. Yes, I remember Modelies. one of his models came in with a fur coat to your vegetarian <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> she was like, I don't know why, but something feels off. <laughs> something somehow feels off. Yeah, we were like, bizarre. oh, very good. The owner brings a woman with a fur coat into his vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, I'm not, he might not have even like thought I was like, it. should we throw beet juice at me? Like, I don't know beet what juice. I'm supposed to do right now. <laughs> you know what? I was actually thinking about this the other day. The paint products that the infamous PETA paint throwers use are probably not animal friendly. I'm sure they were tested on animals. They should really consider. I think you know what? I'm going to patent this right now. Uh, PETA throwable beet juice Ooh. bottles. Throwable. I'm going to make. You know what I'm going to make? I'm going to make a PETA f- animal friendly beet juice super soaker. Oh, I like Ooh, that's the super good. soaker. That's yeah, good. or that palm. What about yeah. palm? It's going to be that's shaped like a zucchini. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Wait. Are we going to play our game? Oh, you know what we're going to do? What? We're going to take a quick break because I think I need we need to give people a moment to take a breath. Yeah. After You're the right. amazingness that was Amanda before the game of Great Mystery. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to play. Uh, Let's not even tell them. We're not even going to tell you. <laughs> That's we're going to play good. Ellipses. Stay tuned. This is the morning after on Heritage Radio it's Network. It's going to get good. Listening to Snowmine, this one here on Heritage Radio Network.org. Keep it locked. And we are back here on the morning after on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. With us still in studio, the lovely Amanda Cohen of Dirt Candy. Uh, Sari and I were talking before the show about uh, what a fun game might be to play here with you. And we were thinking, you know, Fuck, Marry, or Cliff is a great game, but it's even better when you use non-human contestants. Mm -hmm. So we would like to play the morning after's first ever vegetable installment of Cliff. Yeah. Okay. This is food porn. This is food porn. This is real food porn. This is actual literal food porn. Yeah. Not that bullshit Instagram stuff. Okay. No, absolutely not. This is the real deal here on the morning after. So Amanda, I'm posing one to you first. Okay. And then you have to pose one to Sari. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So, uh, fuck Mary or throw off a cliff. Here we go. I'm going to go beet, turnip, broccoli. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, this is tough. So, it's I'm going to say broccoli. I'm going to fuck. <gasps> that is fabulous. <laughs> you are such a slut. It is I know. Or I'll have it fuck me. I don't know which Wait, way. Wait, no, hold on. Is one. it raw? Steamed? Oh, I, th- I think raw. Yeah, we want that full nutritional yeah, value. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, think it just, I think it can give me a lot. I think okay. we can have a really, like, you know, good one-night stand with this. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to marry B. I knew you would. I knew you would. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Oh, poor turnip. <laughs> well, you mm. know, I'm thinking about turnip turnip but it's a little boring Mm. you know i haven't really explored a lot with turnip yet so Mm. the the turnip's gotta go i've got to throw it off maybe in the new year yeah i mean i am a little worried about marrying beet because it stains and i think that's going to be a problem i'm going to have to invest in a lot of time to get rid of all of your whites yes (laughs) well i mean if you're going to be with beet you might as well make the commitment because you're never going to get it off you exactly we're together forever i'm stained you have a total point thank you (laughs) all right it's your turn okay um I know, I have to think. It's so much pressure. Yeah. Uh, tomato. Oh. Um, kohlrabi. Oh. Okay. Shit just got real. Or, and. Um, oh, God, I'm nervous. Me too. I'm, I'm really nervous. Um, kale. <gasps> no, you did it! No, you did it! <gasps> Choose wisely. Oh, God, I just bit off all my nails. Come on, Sari. It's like I want to marry a tomato, but it's seasonal. Oh, that's uh, rough. That's know. rough. It's like it's like marrying someone with a job that travels. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to leave you. It's going to leave me. So that's why I'm going to just have to like one night stand it. Okay. I'm with gonna, an heirloom? Oh, yeah. I'm going to F an heirloom. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to F an heirloom. I hope that's the quote that makes it onto our page from today. It might leave you with some Sarah of its seeds. <laughs> I'm going to F an heirloom. I'm going to F an heirloom before right. it leaves me. Who, uh, who are the nuptials with? Okay. Kale and kohlrabi. I mean, kohlrabi, you're different. You're exotic. I like that about you. But, like, Kale, you just get me. It's true. Yeah. I mean. It's so dependable. I can. There's so many things I can do with you. Yeah. You taste good in so many different fashions. Kale, I fucking love you. Let's get married. <laughs> oh, my God. Congratulations. Oh, my God, you guys. I'm getting married. All right. Give me one. Okay. Um, oh, eggplant. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Um, hi, carrot. Like, we haven't even talked about you. Eggplant and carrot. Okay. And artichoke. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, I did that. I feel like my relationship with eggplant is, um, it's a strenuous one. Mm. Um, it's hard for me. I'm just going to admit this here. It's hard for me to like it. Oh, okay. Um, if not, if not prepared in a certain way, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I have some sort of genetic deficiency that prevents me from understanding eggplant. That might be. Um, but it's not out of the running just yet. Okay. Um, because it's one of the most beautiful vegetables it's true. I've ever seen. So this is why it's still in the running. So I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to move on. I'm going to say carrot is dependable. Uh, I, appreci- I appreciate the vitamins you can do. I love carrot juice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it a little, I find it a little dull. I mean. Even when it has the pretty colors. In the even summertime. when it has the pretty colors, even if I'm looking at a plate of tricolored carrots, it's still just carrots to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I think I'm gonna have to marry artichoke because of its many layers. I would so oh, do that. That's nice. yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna steam it. I'm gonna eat it with a little olive oil and garlic. Yeah. Uh, and then I think and it's got because heart. I I I live the best when I'm in opposition of what I actually what actually makes me happy. I think I'm gonna. I'm going to F that eggplant. Wow. You got issues, girl. I'm going to F that eggplant, that okay. beautiful purple eggplant. That poor eggplant. Well, this uh, this concludes our first round of Just don't porn. hate F it. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, so speaking, speaking of beautiful things, uh, we have one more special moment for you here in the morning after today. It's Aww. our second segment that celebrates all bad food and wine trends of days gone by. It's that time, ladies and germs, for what's on the menu at Chardonnay's. What's on the menu at Chardonnay's? So I had uh, the honor of going on a little day trip yesterday to Cold Spring, New York, which is uh, a lovely place. And I had the honor of visiting many tchotchke shops, many storefronts, many antique shops. And I was inspired uh, to uh, to think about what might happen if a friend of mine opened one herself. So, uh, Estelle? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Miss Estelle's Tchotchkes and Chocolates. I'm Estelle Rosemary Van Buren, and it's a gorgeous day here in Cold Spring, New York. I mean, it's just beautiful. This morning, I took uh, three of my Siamese out on the sun porch. The fourth is still in traction after the croquet incident and uh, you know we enjoyed an orange juice together and some saltines I mean I could have just had an orgasm and died right there the weather was so perfect I couldn't handle it I took off my windbreaker and I just laid nude in the sun now I'm, I'm so glad that you've all joined me here for the grand opening of my shop after making the move out of the city some 16 years ago you know I knew I wanted to open up a store that not only reflected my love of terrier memorabilia but instilled in the community a sense of pride all the items sold here, including the beeswax napkin holders on display in the front, thank you, Judith, have been handcrafted by local artisans. Uh, Judy Bruxelles, where's, uh, where's, where's Judy? There she is. Judy makes, you're not going to believe this, uh, Judy takes tiny acorns covered in gold. It's, uh, it's not real gold, it's just some sort of spray, I think, that she, she gets at the market. And then uh, she makes your initials out of them. And then she fixes those to a tiny bread plate. So you can just put any sort of dry food on the plate, uh, you know, uh, mixed nuts or uh, chips or crackers or what have you, just so long as it doesn't moisten the acorns. Um, and then, you know, your initials are right there in the middle of the plate. So you, you, uh, you always know, know who you are. Now, the Karen Terrier license plate frames are, I'm being, what's it? Okay. Okay, okay. I'm being told that the Sarah Brightman CDs available at the counter are considered outside merchandise. So uh, I guess that would put us at about 98% locally crafted uh, goods. But do grab one of those. I mean, when I broke my foot last April, it was all I could do. I mean, her voice is just like a Pinot Grigio on a hot day. I spent one afternoon so entranced by that CD. I didn't realize until 4 p.m. that I had actually soiled myself hours before. I had, uh, I had Judge Judy on TiVo and a pot roast in the oven. And I mean, I was just gone. I was just transported. I actually had a lucid vision during her version of Ave Maria that I was in a rose garden and Marlon Brando was performing oral sex on me. And uh, then, you know, my, my daughter had to come by and sort of put my batteries back in, as it were. Uh, Sarah Brightman, I love her. She's wonderful. Do get the CD. Uh, so Denise is telling me it's time to go. Uh, the food is ready. Now, what Denise is passing around here are food items donated to us by Shelly's Belly Bakery over on Main and Waterfront. Now, this first plate is heart-shaped ladyfingers with a ginger filling, followed by some white chocolate-covered Eiffel Tower pretzels. 
Now, uh, Marjorie is coming around to take photos for the website, so let us snap a few before you dig in there. Uh, my grandson and two sons set up the whole uh, internet thing for me so I can update the website uh, as it changes. Uh, next up, what do we have here? Oh, gosh, this is so cute. Presidential cupcakes. Each cupcake has a screen print of a different president. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Ruth, Ruth got Nixon. Throw it out, Ruthie. Ruthie, don't eat that. It's bad. I'm just kidding. It's good. It's vanilla. You're going to love it. And finally, here we have a pimento sandwich square held together by hand-painted patriotic toothpicks painted by yours truly. I don't fancy myself an artist. I'm more of a benef- benefact- benefactory. Benef- uh, I'm more of, I support the arts. Uh, and uh, I just do these, you know, during Jeopardy on Sundays. So thanks, everyone, for coming. I'm just tickled pink that you're here. And I do hope you stop by next Saturday for our first in-store live music performance. we got a couple kids from the, uh, the high school coming by. They're a, a clarinet and keyboard jazz combo. Just fabulous. You don't want to miss that. So enjoy the treats, everyone, and I'll see you soon. Thanks so much for coming. That was uh, just a pre-record we did. Uh, a couple days delightful. ago with a friend of mine, Estelle Van Buren. Wow. I'm really proud of her venturing out with uh, new business ventures. I would love to go there. Yeah. Another place I would like to go before we wrap up here today, Sari, we, we have to talk about our event coming up, the Front of House event, which is on yes. September 30th, the first ever, the inaugural Front of House Story event which is going to be hosted at Jimmy's number 43. Speaking of soiling yourselves. That's right. Shout out, Jimmy Carbone. Hi, Jimmy. So Jesse and I will be producing and hosting an event that will feature several uh, industry storytellers telling their own stories of woe, judged by a dazzling panel of celebrity guest judges. There will be one winner. One winner. Any names? Uh, I have a couple of names in the hat. I'm not allowed to say yet because Uh. they are pretty big. Yes. So I would did recommend... Did someone say Beyonce? Did someone say Beyonce? We'll mm. see. We'll see what happens. Um, short hair, long hair. It doesn't matter. Huh. We'll take her as she comes. September 30th, 7 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Jimmy's number 43. Uh, if you yourself would like to submit a story, we have uh, an email address, which is story... At, I believe it's front of house... Ooh, actually, I don't remember what it is. Oh, I don't know what it is. Might be front of house stories at Gmail. Might have been another variation. This is what happens when Jesse leaves. You can Twitter at Gentulic. You should absolutely do that. You can also Twitter at Heritage Radio. Oh, yeah, you can do that. It's actually Heritage underscore radio. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. You did. You can also find out more uh, on our own dazzling website, heritageradionetwork.org. Sari, this has been a delight. Oh, my God. I don't want it to ever end. It doesn't have to in our minds. I'm sure we'll have you back another time. We have to. I mean, I will always remember this day as. I will too. I'm gonna a journal really good about day. it. I'm gonna reactivate my live journal just so I can talk about it. Oh, maybe I'll start a blog about it. Amanda Cohen, Chef Extraordinaire, Dirt Candy. Thank you so much for being with us one more time. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You're awesome. What a and tell us one more time how we can find out about the share event. Uh, go to sharebenefit.org and it has all the details of the event. It's Amazing. totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Check it out, everybody. As always, this is Jen Tullock wishing you a fabulous week. Check us out next Sunday. As never, this is Sari Kamen. We love you, Sari. This is I the love you. After. And thank you to Jesse Kiefer, wherever you are. We love you, Jesse. Bathing we'll in you. a bucket of wine somewhere you Bathing are. Bathing in a bucket. See you soon. This is The Morning After on Heritage Radio Network. Org. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. 
You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.